Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans they always crying out for Wanted to prove it to my family. And here we are. Welcome to the January January 18th 2006 podcast of the Memory. Yes, we have. uh, Make yourself comfortable. That voice you that that voice you hear in the background is not actually um, Story or Andy having decided to go a different direction in life. It's actually my beautiful wife Clea, who is our guest star today. Um, and Clea is here well, while Andy and Story are wasn't it? <laughs> Clea's so here while Andy and Story are not. So I don't know what that means, but you know you can take for it what you will. So I'm I'm I was the third, fourth, fifth runner-up. That's what I was. I was the fifth runner-up. You were the final loser on American Idol. Or Earl. otherwise, otherwise known as the non-punk of the show. <laughs> we have punks. Clea is not one of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, don't don't start with Idol, Greg, or you'll get me started. Since I was just watching American Idol. I know. Seriously, they have American Idol, and they've actually now put it up against. It's now the battle of the reality shows. It's that versus Big Loser and versus Skating with Celebrities. Skating with Celebrities started debuted tonight. With such great heroes, celebrities as Deborah Gibson, uh, Bruce Jenner, the immortal Jillian Barbieri. Stop me when you've heard a real celebrity. Um, <laughs> Bruce Jenner so, is Bruce making Jenner. his career on crappy reality TV now. Because amazing. sports TV is not enough reality for that man. He needs crappy reality dramatic TV as well. Yep. So. Yep. That's the right. athletes do not Yuck. go very far, apparently. Ugh. He did a very nice arabesque, though, Russ. A very nice arabesque. Um, That's offensive. I'm gonna go ahead and pretend that I know what you just said, and I <laughs> thought his his camel spin was also very well done. I did not watch the show, but his uh, triple toe loop was also very very well done. I was very yeah. impressed. He actually looked like some like refugee from Captain and Tennille. He had this weird like naval outfit on or something like that. It was very I didn't really understand that, but he was trying to be artistic. And the guy, one of the judges, actually said he's like, you know, you're very athletic, but you weren't artistic quality was non-existent. He was like, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, none old, of you are feminine enough yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good the at old this guy. Show. The old guy is like the old guy is like the Simon from American Idol. He's he's decided to be the the jerk off. He's like, okay, you suck. Yeah. And so then the other ones are all. Then you have uh, it, Fleming or something. Yeah. Other, uh, no, Dorothy Hamill. Dorothy Hamill was another judge, uh, and then Sven and some Fleming. other guy. Who was also Famous wearing some? Swedish yeah, your <laughs> skater. Yeah, and there was some so guy Dorothy, wearing a Dorothy naval braid or Paula something. Abdul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, he had this like gold. Uh, yeah, it looked like it's like a dragon or something on his shoulder, but it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but, but yeah, Hamill is the Paula Abdul. Well, I mean, 
he is also in the Chinese mafia, so that makes sense. If you he know. did. Yeah. He got up. He's like, well, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Is that what they say in the Chinese mafia, Greg? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> cause, cause. I can't talk yeah. about that. If I were to talk about that, somebody would. Oop, oh. <laughs> right. Don't worry. We no, have the Yakuza me. is actually met report seal of approval, so we're all oh, protected really? from the Chinese mafia. Oh, okay. we, int- we intended Don't to kill worry. them, but then they gave us seal of approval. You map report safe. Other podcast <laughs> not safe. <laughs> That's right. So watch out, freaking. What was that? Me- what was that podcast you found that was using that little pig called Mep? Watch it, or we're gonna sick the Yakuza on you. Whoever the hell that guy was. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like a little doodly flash video sketch show. Yeah, that guy. And it was really awesome. That whatever <laughs> it was. So is this true? I heard that you you sent our podcast out to. Uh, like Oneo or Odeo, and they said that we were great, except that we use main label music and they can't do it because they get in trouble or something. Are we like, are we now stretching the uh. bounds of legal reality? And is that going to help our ratings? We may be. I, in fact, have furthered the conversation with the fellow from Odeo.com, which is this podcasting phenomenon that started last year. And he tells me that it is against the uh, fair use portion of the RIAA, the well-liked and loved recording industry of America or whatever. That uh, So we can't we can't actually use these clips that we've been using uh, under their fair use policy because it's not fair. It's just not fair. You can't just put music <laughs> into a show. How is that fair? That's totally messed up and busted. How is that? And well, you know what's said. also not fair? What's also not fair probably is that Greg downloaded it for free on uh, the internet. Uh, yeah. That's See, so you know the I part mean, about... Um, I meant... <laughs> We'd like to thank Clea for her guest day our appearance today, and um, we're going to be talking to her down the line. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you miss the Yakuza portion of our show, Clea? We have ways of silencing those who get in our way. Run at the cane. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I've been a part of the editing process, so I know how that goes. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Actually, um... He did. He may have downloaded it, but it was with the expressed written consent of the Counting Crows, so that's totally fine. They that's actually are well, big fans I, of the MEP report. Well, I did. I say that only because the count, that Counting Crows CD actually was my favorite CD in college, and I listened to it like a thousand times, so I own it. So that I think that makes up for the fact that he did that unspeakable deed. And I think you're right. And so, I'm getting hands. What? <laughs> you're getting hand signals. <laughs> This is this is odd. I'm such an outsider now because the two of you are in the same place and I'm sitting here 3,000 miles away. You're doing hand signals and gestures and writing on giant flashcards to each other about what to say next. And I'm in the dark. I'm just showing all these my fair use standard of podcasting. I'm just showing all these funny pictures of Russ. I'm like, isn't this funny? Okay, laugh. Okay, go. Hey, you bastard. But um, you mean no, my I mean output that. or my activation? Your output, baby. Whoa. Your output. Yeah, it's um, technical, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your output. I know. Seriously. Show me that activation. Oh, Greg, this is exactly like our honeymoon, except fun. it's a podcast and it's on Teamspeak. But otherwise, it's exactly the same. Greg, this is your way of telling me I'm laughed too loud again, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's just your voice was buzzing a little bit because you're using that terrible headset that I used to have before you gave me my beautiful new one. And our podcast listeners will know all about that. No, um, what I was going to say was if if it's true, 
that we're screwing yeah, over the rec- the uh, record industry, then I think we should not only be happy, but should further every effort that we can, because I hate the record industry. So yes. that would be fine with me. And I think we should start by sending out some random, unjustified lawsuits against relatives of the RIAA. <laughs> like, if they have any lonely exactly. grandmothers who have nothing to do with anything, we should sue her, just to make her sad, <laughs> and make our point. She's like, this is because my grandson's in the important. record industry, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, the truth is, we you know we don't mean to break any laws, and we will make sure to try to avoid violating them. But the th- problem I have with that is, if we're just using excerpts from songs, like on websites and so forth, they have those things up themselves for public download. Like we only use a minute of you know the beginning for Omaha and a minute at the end, and that's pretty much it. So, you know, Greg, yes, Greg, it's not fair. I know it's, it's not, not fair. fair. It's not I know. Explain it's that really quite clearly. Fair. Yeah, instead of just going to make a MIDI file, be like, you know, I'll just make it myself. It'll involve three we instruments. We can do what those horrible, those horrible TV programs do when they want to use a piece of music, but they don't want to shell out the money to get the royalties for it, so they compose right. like a similar, but, you know, offbeat and off-tone piece of music. That's With one note off. Thing. It's like, Omaha. Yeah, like they, they want to do those... <laughs> They went to the Rocky theme song, so they're like, da da da, da da da, da 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 da, and you're like, oh well, you God, stop! It's true. They're, they're, one of the fifty million Law and Orders are like that, where the, one of them the, is like exactly like that, where just one, just one of them, the things is off, and it's the exact same song, but it's just one little note is off. I think it's like CSI yep. or something like that. Because that's fair, okay? That's, that's fair. totally yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair, Greg. What you that's did totally was not fair. fair. Every fair breath you who take, every move oh. you who make, <laughs> every vow you break, every time you take, I'll be watching you. I'll be yeah. observing you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the thing is when you first when you first started singing it, I thought you would actually change the lyric like. To Cake. <laughs> Did you hear that too, Russ? I swear it's no, like, no, I didn't catch that. Every breath no. you cake. I guess Why that's just don't that wife thing. I already, you know. You belong to Joe. <laughs> Our poor heart hurts with every step through dirt. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Rock, we could, I think we should do that. I think we should come up with a di- just different lyrics for Omaha. I mean, how hard can it be, really? Yeah, we're Yankovic really? does it all the time. We I know, sir. Exactly. That's a good point. Did you hear? I, I really had respect for Widow Yankovic when uh, whoever the guy was who did that. Um, you know, he did the thing Amish Paradise, which was which was making fun of mm-hmm. Gangsters Paradise. Yeah, and whoever yeah, it was who yeah, did that was really that he angry. Hadn't actually agreed. Yeah, he was really pissed off about yeah. it. I'm like, I got serious respect for for him now. Anyone who takes their music that seriously and gets mad, that's exactly the kind of person I want Weird Al making fun of. It's great. It's true. It's true. That's it's how you Coolio. know whenever somebody that's... gets mad. Oh, Coolio, yeah, that's right. humor about what they're doing. That's right, Coolio. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's Coolio. I mean, the thing is, is like Weird Al said that his producer said that they had gotten the go-ahead, so he did it. And then Coolio came out and said, man, this is a serious rap. I just find that offensive. And then Weird Al was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry, man. I I thought we had, but that's okay. That's all right. You know. I think that was my my Weird Al Yankovic impression. You like that? You like it, don't you? You like it, huh? That's good. I'm going to so, steal it from my act. I'm going to be like, and now we're Also double. Also doubles as angry terrorist. Ladies and gentlemen, Russ Guberman. 
that's oh, that's there's a slight difference there. There's definitely some subtlety to that one because <laughs> weird, weird yeah. Yankovic is like, <laughs> then angry terrorist is like, <laughs> it's more of a charismatic <laughs> type of thing. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of Respect. which, uh, Greg and I, Greg and I have figured out who is your mentor as a comedian. I hope you won't find it offensive. Oh yeah, I mentioned this. To, I mentioned this oh. before. We, we think you're going to be the new. We think you're going to be the new Robin Williams. There's no doubt. You just I mean, have to do you know. a little bit more acid. Cocaine, too. Lots I guess, of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. And I guess have a kid, because that's where, like, supposedly he's gotten the rest of his inspiration from. So and you have to marry someone. Yeah. You have to marry someone named Always after a video game. He married a Zelda, so you have to marry, like, Mario or somebody like that, and then Whoa. you'll be exactly like him. Oh, that's a shame. Well, oh, is that why they named their daughter Zelda? After I have no his, idea. After the mom? I, no, I doubt it. I, I Are you making this up, Greg? No, his wife's name was Greg? Zelda. It was. So you're not only not fair, but you're also a liar, aren't you? You're a liar. Do, 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 do. I see. <laughs> do, 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 do. Robin Are you doing that? Be careful, Russ. Make sure you're changing it out. Better change it out. <laughs> In the legend of Belda, the Phi Force must be reassembled now for your Nintendo game poop system. <laughs> legend of Belda. Really, so, you know, and I mean, I certainly law. have respect for the copyright stuff, but at times, I don't know. We're gonna have to get our crack legal mind of Andy on this and find out what Andy thinks it's so about great. it. You know, I have respect for the copyright stuff, but when it interferes with my having a good time, it could just suck it. Cause it's, it's this is the MEP report, man. This is bigger than any copyright right. law. You know that there's gonna be some podcast that comes out just to taunt you. It'll be like the BEP report, and it'll be like <laughs> have you know some other Counting Crows song. If you're like. Hey, look, it's Geraldo and Anthony and <laughs> Skimmy and Ralph. Skimmy? Like, no. The Bep Retort. <laughs> It'll be like an ostrich. will be the front page and, oh, picture. And, and right. Stop it. Taking our, they'll take all our traffic. Our 30 hits a day will go poof. <laughs> all to the Bep Report. And all of a sudden, they'll be the Podfly podcast of the week. No. Yeah. We don't know why, but there's some sense of familiarity when we listen to this, and we really like it. It's the MEP it's, report. It's vaguely familiar. It's almost better than the MEP report. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Do you I know what fact I read about that happening? Where people went, would register, uh, when this is on like podcast registration, this is very meta podcasting type of issue, okay. where somebody would steal traffic from another site by registering on some random podcast directory their website address with the title of a very popular podcast. So wow. people would be like, oh, I want to click on that. And then they click on this other dude's website and he takes all their stuff away. But I mean, don't people immediately realize that that's, I mean, don't people immediately realize that that's what happened and they get pissed off, right? Or Did you just say rearise? Rearise? I don't know they what I probably rearise. Rearise <laughs> 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 I am part of the Rakusha. Your racist taunting does not pay. <laughs> Have you ever seen that that TV show dr- drawn together? Ugh. Yes. <laughs> I only saw one episode. I only saw one episode, but there was this one episode where the little what's it, the Pokemon guy was uh-huh. saying what his favorite shampoo is, and he was saying it's like Prell, and he was saying how he loved it, but how it taunts him with its name because it's the hardest name he could ever say, and then he said a little song. <laughs> His name is like Claire. He's like Claire. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And his name is like Ling Ling or Bing Bing or Ding Ding. Yeah, Ling Ling. It is Ling Ling. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, there you go. They have, like, five characters that are all rip-offs from other cartoons, and they just slightly change yep. the way that they look and slightly change their names, and no copyright exactly. issue. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess if somebody were to actually take our podcast and then copy it and call it the Bep Retort, I mean, that would clearly be, I mean, that first of all, that would be either an example <laughs> of somebody being ex- extremely, like, complimentary of us, or be an example of somebody with way too much time on their hands. Like, <laughs> we're just going to take this MEP report, and we're going to imitate something which has not yet found a massive listening audience. I mean, we're getting there. Don't get us wrong, loyal listeners. We, you know, you guys are growing by the day. We could see it. We could tell. But, uh... You know, we're not uh, yet CBS News. And so if these people decided to imitate us, they might want to start with a slightly more established podcast first, would be my thought. These are just smart investors, man. They can see it. Yeah. It's up and coming. It's got a high earnings yeah. per share and the yeah. relative price strength. And right. I think I've worked a few many two well. hours today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Go so into I'm their IPO. A, can I pull a Greg? Can I pull a Greg? I would like to see you try, because yeah, I don't know no what one. that means yet. I found oh, this or Andy. From the last one, I found this webpage because I was looking up Robin Williams' wife, and it has his name, birthplace, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it says sexual orientation and risk factors. So it has like birth, date, um, place, blah blah, blah and then it has risk factors. And it has like if, cocaine. If, if you wanted to sleep with him, what? If what? I don't. What the hell is this? www.cleasdelusion.org? What is this? This is like a life insurance evaluation of Robin Williams. (laughs) I know. Get a free quote on Robin Williams. (laughs) (laughs) I just saved a bunch of money on my life insurance by switching to Robin Williams. (laughs) (laughs) It has risk factors, manic depression, cocaine, alcoholism, and dyslexia. Those are his risk factors. What what is factors for being funny? What is it? Yeah, what kind of risk factors? What is this website? Like celebrities that might die soon dot com. N N D B dot com. N N D B N N D B. Let's see. N N D B is an intelligence Rich- aggregator that tracks the activities of people we have determined to be noteworthy, both living and dead. <laughs> Superficially, it seems like a who's who where a noted person's curriculum vitae is available, blah, 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 but it mostly exists to document the connections between people, many of which are not always obvious, and determine whether or not they have done cocaine in the past year. Well, that's right. odd. Why would they Richard, add that at the end? Richard, <laughs> Richard Pryor's it? risk factors are... He's dead. Multiple sclerosis. And he's dead. Cocaine and risk factor. And death, and setting himself on fire. Yes, which would be the biggest <laughs> risk factor. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Let's see, George Carlin, one of uh, Russ's favorite people. What are his risk factors? This is weird. Alcoholism, he... marijuana, and cocaine. Yeah, that's fine. Nice. I, I just went to wow, Kenny G. Really old. And he has no risk factor Greg, because he... nobody cares. That's why. <laughs> why did you go? Did we ask why you went to Kenny G? Yeah, because I clicked on G to look for such people as. Okay, I have to do this, uh-huh. even though he's not here. The risk factors for Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> not a but, well-rounded diet, especially during times of protest. <laughs> there are none, apparently. There are no risk factors. Oh, wait, yes, there are. Vegetarian and malaria. <laughs> How about likely to be victimized? Likely to be victimized by aggressive people. How about that? Yeah, no kidding. Well, they say that. Cause of death is Getting assassination. Getting beat up. They okay. have a really Fred? old... They have a really old picture of George Carlin. It's kind of cool. He looks really drugged out. Wow. This site makes no sense at all. 
Fred Durst has no risk factors, yet he slept. They have a list of like <laughs> 20 women that he slept with. And Maybe they're all risk free. Motorcycles at 500 miles an hour into brick walls, which is how he courts these celebrity women to begin with, and he has no risk factors. Okay. What's angioplasty? It's a heart thing. It's a heart, heart deal thingy. It says plasty. that George Carlin has five plasty. of them. Really? Nice. It's not surprising. He had three heart attacks. He has obscenity. Unknown detox facility, heart attacks, and angioplasty. He has obscenity? Yes, what? obscenity. <laughs> Let's see the obscenity list, shall we? Margaret Here we go. Anderson. Here we go. Catherine I don't understand what you're saying. May West. I don't May understand West? what your people are saying. <laughs> we want a podcast in English. English. <laughs> We're just randomly going to all these different people. Like, we just found Catherine Zeta-Jones. I, I, see, I told you. I, I, yeah. I, I pulled a Greg. I, I'm just going to go and, like, start searching. Now I'm going to look up. What, what was the face? What was the chick that Andy was obsessed with? Robin Lively. You go ahead and do that. I'm just going to be here at Catherine Zeta-Jones' part page. <sighs> oh, doesn't look like Robin Lively qualified for the NNDB crazy site. Not famous enough, uh -oh. unfortunately. What about Very Pat sad. Morita? Is Pat Morita in there? He's got to be, right? You know, speaking of fact, drug use, is. how do I know if one of my stats is, like, using drugs? Well, what drugs are you looking for? Well, And how much are you willing to pay? Because that, you know, that makes a big difference. Right. Because <laughs> you want them as like contacts, right? Just want to make clear. Exactly. Doristay doesn't have any um, risk factors either. I'm going to save that for a highlight Mar clip where you cut yourself off saying marijuana and then start talking about Doris Day. That's just, there's something really right about that. Oh, my God, Russ. It, it really works. Russ. It works for me. Guess what group Pat Morita was in? Groundlings. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, now, son, first you do this, then you're Shoot funny. Me. <laughs> <laughs> they even have Groundlings listed. Son they have their the whole ball. website. Sherry O'Terry was out of there. John Lovitz. Wow. Yes, many famously <laughs> non-funny actors oh, and comedians. Amazing, amazing. Anyway, I apologize, Clay. You were saying. Anyway, I think we were talking about marijuana, which is a much more cheery subject. If right, you don't right, right. Mind. My bad. Marijuana. And you, brought to you by Clea Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, marijuana and you. I don't know. All I know is that she's ca calling in sick all the time, and she's like, "Oh, drugs! That's drugs right there." And <laughs> she's not taking her job. She's not drugs. taking her job seriously anymore. Everything's half. And what is her job? What does she do? Is she a counselor? Well. No, I mean she does a, a she gets paid very little to do a really hard job in social work services field. But putting that aside, and saying, I was going to say this sounds like not appropriately excited about this horrendous <laughs> condition. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say this sounds like the end of Russ's career in law school. It's pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, I know. You mean uh, I have to do something sucky all the time, and I have no breaks, <laughs> and you will pay me nothing? Well, Great. clearly I'm unjust uh, because I reject your system. Exactly. But that's not true about law, right? Because you would have been making a lot of money. That's true. I would have been making a lot of money for lots of time. Which I turned down okay. for the life of assembling home-bought furniture in my apartment. My empty <laughs> apartment. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself, All right, I'm that's sure. A, that's a good transition. So how's the apartment looking? Yeah. 
quite empty. Uh, still, the newest thing is I've been assembling this dresser, which had to sit in a box in my apartment for a month because when I initially opened the box, after nearly breaking my back getting this thing home from Target because the box weighs over 100 pounds, and I was determined to do this thing myself. So I was just right. like, That's the man code. Car. You have to do that. Done Otherwise, you take get your exactly. man ticket taken away, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's also the thing that I don't happen to have a friend with, like, an SUV that can help me haul shit. <laughs> um, so I took the box home. I pull out, you know, the first wooden plank, because if you've ever done this before, it's really cool. It's just a giant box full of flat wood and a bag full of pieces and instructions, and you put it together, and you feel like an accomplished man that you can assemble some thing, almost like you built it. It's very close to building it. Yep, I've done that assembling before. It. It's very cool. And so I pull out the first piece, and in my hand is, like, a broken chunk of wood and I'm like oh no <laughs> oh no you sure it, was it wasn't one just of like oh broken the like it was part of the panels. style or something yeah exactly it was shabby chic it was shabby chic right broken and, <laughs> that's right yeah so I, I had called I emailed the uh, the company and they're like oh we'll, eat, we'll mail you a replacement part so six weeks later I get another gigantic package in the mail and here is my panel C to my dresser you know intact and I'm like sweet Finally got it. It's been sitting here for months. So I start putting it together. I take the shelving because it's like a five-drawer dresser. So drawers is really most of the building you do is drawers. So the first one took me like a half hour to put together. So I'm like gluing things and stomping on things and not knowing whether it fits right. Then I put the next four together like really fast. I'm like, yeah, cruising. Then I pull out this plank and I have to, I don't know, attach it to some panel to build the whole thing. And I shit you not, I just had it in my hand. It was just sitting in my hands, and it just, like, fell apart in my hands. This wooden board just, like, fell apart. I was like, okay, I, I bought this really nice maple dresser that's really made out of sponge cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow cake. Red rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. At that point, you should have just started it eating just it. fell apart. You know, you should have just started eating oh, it at that point. It's delicious. <laughs> I, I almost... I almost ate a bunch of things with that. I was so mad. I'd taken six weeks. So now I've just decided, I don't care. It's going to look crappy. I'm going to glue it and duct tape it together and put the thing, because I'm not waiting for them oh, to God. mail me another piece. Oh, Stupid thing. <laughs> so mad. Can you imagine? I was working on it for like three hours assembling drawers. I'm like, yes, do it. Good. Drawer. Five drawers. Six drawers. Okay. Insert panel A. The block. What? No, I didn't even touch it. I didn't even touch it. No. There's a thing in the notes that says, "Make sure you assemble before one month is concluded, or this will become sponge cake." You're like, God damn it! Oh. It biodegrades. Exactly. <laughs> the sponge yes. cake for safety purposes. Self recycling. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. God. The fact that you're Great. asking me if I can believe that, obviously, you haven't witnessed Greg making bread in a bread machine lately. Well, look. Does it turn because into maple wood furniture? No, I, because I, all I, it takes is one thing going wrong, and then God damn! Well, bleep, bleep, bang, bang, crash, bang. Let's be fair. A lot of that banging and crashing was the bread machine because it, I had, it, it did not operate <laughs> properly. So more or less, it was me swearing being drowned up by the bread machine, which was like blam, boom, of like son of a blam, crap, oh my blam, what the blam, you know? No, it's, I think it's actually say, you know one of the funnier things that hasn't been on the MEP report is when Greg goes ballistic with anger. It's one of the funnier things that I can think of because it's great. It's like the perfect way to, not only do you get angry and you're like, so frustrated, why won't it work? But then you start to rationalize with the thing. You're like, come on, I see you. You're right there, monitor. Just look over and make it work. 
just do it. I show you how it works. Work. Oh, so good. Exactly. Really funny. Yeah, so genuine. Um, so much genuine anger. That's so true. Well, you know, that's inherited from my dad, who used to always he would he would do the same thing, except he would like come up with these sort of random, you know, probably shocking for like the 1930s type of swears. So it was all this like, God bless America. You ought to be shot. What in Jumpin' Jehoshaphat's, what in the Sam Hill, you know, all this kind of stuff. It was like watching a silent movie get pissed off. That was basically what it was. That was equivalent. Did he, like, hop up and down and wave his arms around a lot? Yeah, exactly. And then he, like, took a cane and spun it as he walked off, yeah. It was, it was always, so that's where we kind of got it from. And the thing is that my dad was the master of jury rigging. Like, the, the my dad's favorite two tools were a staple gun and a roll of duct tape. And, like, seriously, he everything in the in the house was basically assembled with some combination of the above. Like, if you've ever been to my house, and I think, and obviously Clea has, I, Russ, I think you've been to my house, too. Um, there's this huge table, dining room table that my dad built, and it looks, you know, fine on the outside, right? Yeah, but if you ever went under the underside, you would see, like, this absurdly complex, you know, like, network of braces and combinations with, like, a staple gun here and, like, this random, like, leg which is standing for no reason in this other place and, like, and all this stuff tied together. And while he was making this, of course, it wasn't working quite the way he wanted it to, so we were getting the same kind of the, God bless him, son of the Sam Hill, the boat! General Custer, what the... You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's all a matter of trying to put this table <laughs> together. Custer. So. Sitting bull Sitting and bull other historical <laughs> figures. God. Freaking <laughs> <You know. laughs> Balamo. Jane Adams <laughs> in <laughs> rocking chair. Remember the main, you <laughs> son of a... Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that also explains your... Uh, duck staple dinette set that was really cool i like that it was all made out <laughs> yeah, of exactly. weird silver tape oh my god pretty Little much piece. pretty much never saw anything that he couldn't repair with duct tape and a staple gun unbelievable i oh, smell okay. bread ah oh that's good oh god <laughs> well it's not going like to be needing anymore a is so. ready to assemble that's right to bracket <laughs> g <laughs> Oh, uh, that's too bad. So what? So are you going to assemble it and then send off a thing to them saying, "Please send me a new one because I have yeah. a piece of sponge cake for a dresser"? Or like, what? What are you going to? I'm just going to set their office on fire. <laughs> basically, is it? I can't. No, I'm just going to assemble it. I've I've given up. It's like you're you're the drawer. You're going to be the chest with the duct tape because there's no more ordering pieces. Because I need to put my clothes away. They're <laughs> everywhere. I have nowhere to put my clothes. I hang them over the bathroom door, and I hang them over the chair, and I hang them over the bookcase, and I hang them over the pong chair from Ikea, and I hang them over other things. Yeah. I need something to put them in. Well, I was going to say, cardboard box. but that's the problem, Russ, right, is that you didn't get this from Ikea. I think we should have realized that you needed to stay with Ikea all the way through. You You sort of downgraded to Target. Yeah, I don't know. I've, the bookcase was nice and easy. I mean, I did screw it up by, you know how they, this, it wants to make you think that the whole thing is really solid wood, so you get this wood-looking cardboard piece that right. becomes the back of the bookcase. Right. And I, in my in my genius assembling of this thing, I was just like, oh, let's see, put the cardboard on, and I put the, the finished side on the back, because <laughs> as I was assembling it from the back, it looked like it was made of wood. And I was like... Well, that looks like a whole wooden piece. That's excellent. And I nailed in the 8,000 nails that you need to secure this giant cardboard thing. And then I put up the bookcase, and I was like, oh, 
That looks kind of crazy. Which means that your only solution oh, well. is to face the bookcase towards the wall so that people can see the finished side out. What is that? That's my finished block of wood. It's solid wood block. It's beautiful. That's my cherry wood monolith. Do you like it? You can pray to it if you like. Oh, and, and someone's like, my God, it's full of stars. <laughs> and then they hit their friend's head with a <laughs> Exactly, a bunch of monkeys <laughs> jump around. Oh, my God. You know, so, if you ever watch that movie, yeah, that just shows you wh- what bad science fiction used to be like before we got to Star Wars and Star Trek and good science fiction. I mean, what oh, the hell was that movie all about? Don't mess. I love 2001 A Space oh, Odyssey. Oh, God, so I mean, slow. just because it made no sense doesn't exactly. mean it wasn't an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. So just, freaking slow, though. Why can't there be movies now? With, would you? Could you imagine if there was a movie now that just had a 20-minute sequence of just a random imagery that nobody understood? It would be a cult phenomenon in five seconds. Yeah, it would be called Koyanis Studio. What? You've never heard of Koyanis Katsi? Oh my god, you've never seen Koyanis Katsi? You haven't, I'm, have you? I'm amazed that you're able to repeat the, and it sounds the same each time that you say it. Clea, have you heard of Koyanis Katsi? Because I think you're making it up. No, no. I was actually going to say, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap later if you keep saying Oh my god, you guys, <laughs> the, no, Koyanis Katsi is exactly what Russ just described. It's actually a Native American term for the world is out of balance. And it's this whole movie, which is just basically images for like an hour and a half of just weird images juxtaposed with music that just keeps going. And the music's like, it just does that for like an hour and a half while these weird images are coming on the screen. Don't forget about the fair use standard, Greg. Oh, I beg your pardon. Don't forget about fair use. Yeah, let me change that. There we go. You know what this what you what you learn from this Russ? You know what you learn from this? What do this I is learn? the kind of stuff this is the kind of stuff that you watch when you make it through high school and college without doing any drugs or alcohol. That's what he'd have to watch. I guess he'd have to watch <laughs> And believe me if you watch Koyanis Katsi, you'd have some doubts whether you would have avoided the drugs and alcohol, believe me. About forty five minutes in, there's a moment where I started to wonder if I had somehow fallen onto a heroin needle by accident. There was definitely a moment where that <laughs> occurred. I have a strange perspective as far as this goes, because like, you know, I've experimented and dabbled with various things in my time, but I don't, for instance, drink coffee. And so that's because that's evil. I don't know. It's just strange. Like, I, I, I mean, it kind of is. Beyond the fact that it's like a legal and regulated drug, it is a drug, and it you know may or may not be just as harmful as any other drug, right. other than the fact that it's not regulated, and therefore you get all the dangers with black market stuff and tainting and right. getting killed over trying to buy it and all that stuff. But I mean. Yeah, sometimes I always have the urge when people ask me if I want some coffee to be like, "Oh no, I'm not a drug addict. Thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> and then they give you this weird look, and you're like, "Thank you." And you like walk away very slowly. <laughs> exactly. You know, but it, but you know, if you did that and they actually knew you, they'd laugh like I just did. So you usually don't say it. I know. I can't be serious about anything anymore. It's true, especially when I'm using that like quasi-serious British accent. Then just forget about it. It just does not work out. This no, I don't want yeah. you to mug me and take all my possessions. I, I, hey, what? Ha, 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 that's funny, Russ. Uh, <laughs> he wants to give his things away. I, this is outrageous. I, I was, uh, Cleo was asking because I was trying to imitate your uh, your British you know, explorer guy, and I was totally incapable of doing it. I was just like, so then he does this, that's outrageous, and I couldn't do it right. And she's like, what, I had to play your version of it? So why don't you, for the listening audience, do the actual British explorer version? 
Well, you had it. It was that. It's relax out right yeah, here. Boo boo. Boo boo for boo boo. Did you just say boo boo or boo boo? What are you in space? Additionally, for boo boo. For boo boo. And such and thus. I don't think you should say this, Hal. I don't think you should say this, Hal. Boo boo for me. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to the incoherent MEP report of Wednesday, January 19, 2006. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so I had a... There uh, it was. Okay. I had a thing I, I was doing. I'll give you the Donald Duck version of that. Here's the Donald Duck version of that, that the English guffaw thingy. It goes... <laughs> did that come through on the reading? That's high quality. It definitely yes, did. It did very well. It definitely did. <laughs> yeah. That's the only Donald Duck type of noise that I can make. I always try to speak, and I end up like trying to swallow my tongue while I try to speak <laughs> as Donald Duck. It's extremely difficult. So all I can do is that exasperated thing where you know he just had a bucket of ice water dumped on his head, and he's like, <laughs> and then they're like, say something, and you're like, can't do it. It's impossible. Sounds like a cross of gremlins and the exorcist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Don't feed them at night. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really hard. Uh, no kidding. I that believe is, it. That is advanced stuff. I do not have access to that, those skills. <laughs> no, it's true. That was another... Th- I'm always amazed at some of those voice guys who did all the different, like, Muppet voices and things. Like, Frank Oz had to have the most adaptable voice of all time. Like, Frank Oz did Kermit, mm-hmm. he did Ernie, he did Bert, he did Snuffleupagus, I think. He did, like, he every did Sesame Street. He did Yoda. He did, I mean, Grover. He did... is incredible. Guy was just absurd what voices he could do. It's true. Although, if you were familiar with him, you know, as as an adult, you can you can oh, sure. tell that it's the Frank Oz voice. Like Yoda and Kermit do not sound that much different. Yeah, <laughs> they're sort of both. Like, and they're both green type of guys. They'll give you advice. It's true. Exactly. It's very similar. Maybe that's why he had the similar voice because you're like, well, two green puppets, whatever. Is that conceivable then that when Yoda <laughs> says that thing in Empire Strikes Back, you know, then they say this is the last Jedi, and he says, no, there is another, and everyone thinks he means Leia. Maybe he's actually referring to Kermit. There is another. (laughs) (laughs) Then they cut to Kermit. He's like, you know, it's not easy being green. Lift the X-Wing from the swamp, Kermit, the name of God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Cinderella's castle it is, yes. Uh, Hi-ho, Kermit reporting, this is. Yes. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's my Yoda, Kermit. That's pretty good. I just made that up. That's that's high quality. Very good. So, um, I was going to mention to you... Did you ever do my, uh, my Kermit does Bob Dylan impression? No. Sorry to interrupt. What is that? I think I did this once on a debate trip back from the tournament where we remember when we debated the the idiots who came up with the Muppet case, and I, I yes. decided to be Kermit the Frog for half of my speeches That's because right. it seemed appropriate. So on the way home, we were listening to the radio, and I was doing Kermit singing Bob Dylan songs. Oh my God! That's um, right. I don't even know name a Bob Dylan song. I can't even think of it. Love, how does okay. it feel? Like a so they'll stone you when you want the breakfast table. <laughs> they'll stone you. Everybody must get stoned. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was kind of crappy. <laughs> it sounded like... It was better four years ago. <laughs> like some <laughs> kind of shitty. Kermit crossed with some country yokel from Deliverance mixed with Bob Dylan. He called the Mep Report. <laughs> You got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> squeal like a pig. Sorry for the uh, fair use people. Bring that was actually gimp. squeal like mm. a piece of pork. And we apologize. <laughs> Piggy, bring out the gimp. 
So is is Russ going to be coming out and joining us at BU uh, in a couple weeks here? Oh yeah, have you heard this news there, Russ? Is he is is he ready? Yeah, I did hear to come out. You know, from the slime, brush off the tar pit, and uh, are you calling me slime? Outrageous, sir! Fool me, That's right. For those who don't know what we're talking about, which is what most of you for the last 25 minutes, um, what we're talking about here is about the uh, upcoming BU debate tournament, uh, because the Boston Race debate tournament is actually inviting back dinos. And Dinos, for those of you who don't know, is term for a retired debater, someone who's graduated, moved on to other things, but they're coming back. Um, you were so close to saying some a retarded debater. A retarded debater. Like, <laughs> <actually>. Retired, <laughs> retired <laughs> debater. Retired debater, yeah. But, uh, but Story uh, from the MEP Report and his wife Emily are going to be debating, and Clea and I may very well debate, because we discovered that there are debaters from earlier than me. So, like, there are people from the mid-80s who are going to be coming back to debate at this thing and stuff like that. So, so clearly this is something that, um, you know, should be a lot of fun. And so, Russ, we Russ, think you should be part of it. Time to get up and give my speech. Exactly. Where's the philosophy <laughs> on this thing? Oh, my pills. Hey, how many minutes? <laughs> I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> I think the Supreme Court said it best in Plessy versus Ferguson that slaves are not men, they're just slaves. What do you mean that was overturned? You shut up, you young whippersnapper. That, that's actually... There <laughs> was the other day. There was you this, lie. It, it reminds me of this guy at the conference I was just at in Hawaii who was listening to this academic, per, you know, this person was giving this paper, and this guy, first of all, this guy is dressed in green knee socks, okay, and a bright green hat. So basically this is a leprechaun sitting <laughs> sitting in the room listening. And uh, the person gives the paper, and then he starts asking questions. But most of the time at these things, you ask questions in a relatively polite way. You know, well, I found your paper very interesting, but I just wondered about this, this, and this. Instead, this guy's like... You know, I know someone who died a hundred years ago this year who wouldn't agree with you at all. And the person's like, a hundred years ago? Yes, this year! And he wouldn't agree at all! And he goes on to, like, explain that he's talking about... First of all, it sounded like he said Henry Gibson. We're like, who the hell is that? And it turns out he meant Henrik Ibsen, the playwright. Uh, he's like, so Henry Gibson... Of course, Henry Gibson. You know, a <laughs> hundred years ago, he would have totally disagreed. So the person says, well, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I think this and this and this. He's like, you might think that, but you'd be wrong! And he says it, like, in that really loud, like, wrong! Nice. And someone like someone is like, well, I don't understand, you know, what about... And then they say, well, we th- I think this, this, and this. And he was like, why? And they were like, because this is this. He's like, you might think that, but you'd be wrong. It was like listening to McLaughlin like, conduct a sp- question and answer session. Oh, my God. He was just so That's mean. Awesome. He was the mean yeah, old man. somebody clearly has their, their hearing aid slightly malfunctioning yeah, like that, exactly. then the next thing you need to be saying is, well, I just have one more question. And that it, if what <laughs> over, would you... Situation. <laughs> He's like, hey. with He's the like, oh god, are, are you? <laughs> you sound like Andy Turrell. Why is that? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is pinging, pinging. Oh, it's Good not time. easy being ping when you try to hear ordinary things. He, he just was like, this was just the the, the stereotypical, you know, 
bitter old man. Like I just I didn't. It, it was it was really uh and it, you know you if we had been in some other place you would have had a reaction of some guy going over and being like I'm sorry are you saying something no were you saying so do you have a do you have a problem with me because if you have a problem I have a problem with you if you have a problem with me I have a problem with you you want to step outside and deal with your problem you know and instead the guy is just like. No one yeah, knew what to like do the, because they're the not Joe Pesci '70s version of that. Right? You have a problem. <laughs> like you have a problem with what he I want to do. '40s version, <laughs> which is and you'd be wrong, sir. You sir, wrong, sir. <laughs> and then there's I, my... say, I say, so I say, you I say. <laughs> then, I just keep saying I say. That's all I've got. Then there's my dad in the corner <laughs> who's just like, it reminds me of D-Day. Remember the maid and the Alamo. You, you know, and all of a sudden you have this battle. Sorry, I didn't. I don't know what. What was that? It was when I was referring to my father before about how he used to use old. Yeah. Names. Yeah. But uh, I see that all didn't okay. work out. Thanks to you. Well, we'd like to thank Clea again for her guest <laughs> appearance on the Pep Report. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would wager many, many dollars that the mere presence of a female voice on the Mepcast will increase ratings. Eight million fold. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Because the internet community, comprised mostly of very lonely single males, would be like, a female voice, soothing, soothing. I forgot what it sounds like. Oh, talk. Yes, laugh and talk. I bet she's really hot. I bet she's so hot. I knew someone who yes. said she was hot. She sounds like Carmen Electra. Oh, females, where do they go? They're on the internet. I'm on the internet. Why can't I find them? This is a, this is a very Speaking of which, any updates on your female search? Oh, yeah. Any luck oh, with JD? <laughs> Fun with JD. Um, Greg and I believe that, that probably that, that session will be one of the biggest hits since you're giving such great tips. That's true. That's true. That's one of those practical oh, methods. Oh, what I reap from uh, the J-Day. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Exactly. We were hoping that uh, just as an instructional guide, right. you know, that would <laughs> yeah. be a good one. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, okay, we'll do a quick update. Um, no, I have not yet paid for J-Date, which means, no, I cannot actually <laughs> converse with the women who may or may not be viewing and may or may not be enjoying my profile, which is very weird. I, I wrote a very weird profile for some reason. I was like, my uncle, when I was eight, told me about the Dalai Lama, and he said that the Dalai Lama was a very tangibly spiritual... I'm not even kidding. This is exactly what it says. Was a very tangibly spiritual person... And that is what I would like to be to other people is a tangibly kind of spiritual to make you feel comfortable when you hang out and to not be shallow and to be really genuine and good but with no prayer scarves. And that's like okay, so my this is, profile. This is, this, is, this is Russ's ten ways to not have a girl respond. Is that it? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why I came up with I'm like, I'm going to write something totally outlandish that has nothing to do with the way I interact with people on a regular basis. And this will get me tons of women <laughs> that I cannot talk to because I won't pay the money for the website. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that went that way. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I've been chatting with some folk on AOL, and it's, it's a very interesting experience, that, which is um, out of my extreme boredom, 
which can only somewhat be mitigated by MEP report work. <laughs> My extreme boredom has led me back to the world of uh, AOL chat rooms, which I haven't been to in, I would say, like six years. Oh, God. It's been a long time. Oh, no. And just, just to keep myself fresh, you know, hanging out with other human beings is important, and conversing with the other human beings definitely important. So, so as many of, as of, of these the people who pass, who pass for human beings, exactly. I was going to say, with the llamas. But there are human beings llamas. out there. There are llamas, not only llamas, but in addition to the humans and llamas you can find in AOL, there are also androids, which, I don't know if you know this, are bots that are set up to go in chat room and pretend that they're actually being part of a conversation, and they'll enter in snippets like, lol, awesome, I liked allmybooks.com, well, I could buy textbooks really cheaply, what? and you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. We weren't talking about that. And he's like, lol, awesome. I just bought five more books off of allmybooks.com. Like, what? You're like, is this a come on? I can't tell. Are you saying you like me? Well, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. And then there are the porn bots, of course. Right. Porn bots are just like, and this is like, it could be any room. It could be like 60s divorced, and it'll be like, 17-year-old female, come view my webcam, lol. <laughs> like, you know, every five minutes. So you have to fend those off. That's like 20% of the chat is just robots. Mm-hmm. And I love to talk to the robots. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I try to speak their language. I like rearrange the things in their phrase. Like he said, extreme boredom. for their words. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to please ask the MEP report community to please, in the name of all that is holy, send information to Russ about how he can find somebody so he can lose some of his extreme boredom that's causing him to come on to porn bots. Please, please do something to help no, him. No, it's really funny. So they'll be like, they'll be like, awesome. I just got books off allmybooks.com, and then my sentence will be something like, books all dot coms have I. You know, or some weird thing. <laughs> and what do they do? <laughs> well, they're bots. They don't know how exactly. to respond. Exactly. So what is the point of they this? repeat every five minutes. So what is... It's not like a Star Trek thing where they're like, What? That makes no sense. I am dead. Death to me. Ah! I know. If two plus two equals three, then invalid input. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. That's how to kill a robot. We've learned that from TV. Yes. You just give it some equation that has to loop. So that's been good. That's been good. Is yes. Nothing. Are there any Start leads? Smoking, that's been excellent. Are there any leads? Leads, leads. Who knows? I don't even know what that means. And I, of course, pick up your innuendo completely. But I don't acknowledge it at all. I do not. I mean, you know what I mean. Leads. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Leads. You know. Leads. Rhymes with beads. Yeah. Are you guys making some no. kind of sexual innuendo or something? Because if you're not... We certainly you are, are and it's right so now. good that neither one of us we're, knows we're what the innuendo is. We just need practice. <laughs> <laughs> we need you know, Russ, practice. like tape recorder. Like, oh, <laughs> how do you feel about cardboard backing for my bookcase? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm paper shredding it. <laughs> I'm paper shredding it. What? What? Cherry wood. Cherry wood. It's cherry wood. Cherry wood. Delicious cherry wood. <laughs> Oh, okay. Actually, I think that was... I think I succeeded there. Good job. Right. That, that, I think, uh, was a bit closer there. Good job. Right. I, I picked up a news item today I'd like to share with you, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, there was a, uh, a hunger strike by either... I didn't get whether it was a Cuban-American in Miami or a Cuban-American... Or just a Cuban in Cuba for 10 days. And he was protesting an American policy 
um, with regard to Cuban immigrants. You guys may know about this, but I didn't, and I, I just thought it was really funny. It's called the wet foot, dry foot policy. Do you know what this is? I think I think I know, I didn't know it was I, called that, but uh, is it that if you get to America? Yeah, I mean, you you, you probably you succeed. Greg, Greg, wait a second, wait a second, Greg, don't pretend like you know. Like, oh yeah, I think I've heard, but maybe no, he's not. I just call, said it. He's right. I just Greg. got it right. What? He's right. That's what it That's is. That's right. So tape recorder this, <laughs> diploma. Yeah, what? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Bookcase poong. Um, so, yeah, that's the law is that as you, it's been only instated since 1995, but if you are an immigrant from Cuba and you have a raft and you're sailing or rafting towards the shore of Miami, if you make it to the shore, then you get refugee status and you get all kinds of perks and you get, like, permanent resident status within a year and you're all set. However, if you either don't make it to Miami or you are accosted by the Coast Guard or any other American authority figure in the water before you get there, then they will send you home. And this makes yeah, okay, yeah, I no this. sense. Yeah. This makes no sense. And okay, wait, but... I mean, this is you like know, the, the... I have to the stop hope. you, though. Okay, sorry. I have to stop you. Greg, do you know what he's doing right now? That's right. He's creating a debate case. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right? There's a thing, and this thing that's absurd that exists is it's ridiculous and it shouldn't happen. And you will have to argue with me. Ready? Ready? Well, tell me why we should have the hokey pokey theory of immigration law, <laughs> where if you have your, your your foot on land, and oh, the reason that he was on a hunger strike was not because of this policy in general, which is absurd, but because recently a raft full of immigrants made it onto an island in the Florida Keys, okay? Uh, and they, like, hit out in this abandoned, like, train car or something. And then the Coast Guard sent them back home because there was no bridge that connected the island that they were <laughs> on awesome. to the mainland of the United States. <laughs> and so they were like, oh, wet foot, oh, wet foot, sorry. And they're like, what? But we will die, wet foot. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> oh, God bless the main freaking American... <laughs> <laughs> So, so as I understand Sir it, good Marshall's pocketbook. So, so if they were taking a boat towards the shore, let's say that they got out because the Coast Guard was coming upon them. If the guy was about to hit the beach, but then he got shot in the back, then he wouldn't officially be a refugee at that point, right? I just want to be clear on this. Like, he, he might get his funeral on America's. Okay, photo, good. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we were going at least that far. No, but what? But what if he what if he was shot in the back and fell forward onto the sand and is still alive? Okay. A plane is flying over the American border. <laughs> Pilots it starts in Canada, but it's headed towards Montana and then it crashes on the American Canadian border. Now the question is, where do you bury the survivors? And the answer is Cuba, right? No, you don't bury survivors because they're still alive. Greg. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Eat a riddle. You just flunked. <laughs> Player left. <laughs> Eat a good one. Never. <sighs> well, you see, Greg's parents were both in Mensa, but Greg's not. So, oh, you know, you aren't you funny? That aren't you charming and funny? That's mean. <laughs> Thank you once again for being a guest on our MEP report. <laughs> It's going to be so great where Greg will be so pissed off that he got barbed so many times and then our ratings will go up like 7,000%. It will be like, shit! Leo is no permanent fixture. And then I'll start, rash and I'll start rationalizing oh. with TeamSpeak. I'll be like, why did you make her so funny? What 
Why did stupid teams speak? <laughs> God. Oh, I doubt it, honey. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, you, you doubt that our ratings oh, are going to go man. up? Great. That's, that's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. You guys still suck. No problems. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, Odeo doesn't even want a part of you, I know. okay? And it's called Odeo. I know, it's true. It's like a cross between Garfield's friend and a cookie, and it won't even cover your ass. So, did this guy say, when you when you got into this conversation with him, like, did he say anything like, did he go into detail like, oh, but by the way, you guys are really funny? I mean, or did he just leave it at, yeah, you sound good, but you don't have music, or you have music and that's not good? Like, what? See, this is the funny thing. You guys can always just take out the music, so I don't see what the big deal yeah, is. so, we could, it's true, if we wanted to compromise our artistic integrity. Exactly. In- the artistic integrity of copying other people's copyrighted music I mean, and pawning it off come on, in our intro. Come on, Van Gogh. You could just take out a couple integrity. of the speckles on your painting. I mean, what's the big freaking deal? Jeez. Exactly. You really need that last line, Picasso? It is so true. Because I got this email from him that was like, sounds great, but we don't cover major record label music. And I was like, I bet he didn't even listen to the goddamn thing. I bet he just listened to five seconds of the intro and was like, oops, sorry, wet foot, yeah, bye. <laughs> And that was it. So that, that probably totally is it, it because I, sometimes I have to say that the Omaha thing is a little long. So maybe he just thought it's like this long three-minute Omaha song. Yeah, it's a freaking and then, minute. No, and Welcome then to like, our podcast <laughs> where we, we string together copyrighted music for an hour. I know, seriously. <laughs> we call it the MEP report for no reason. <laughs> Put a big emu on it. <laughs> this emu loves to listen to random strings of pirated music, exactly. and you will too. And then we label it, report. and we label it randomly, right? Like, that's the key thing. And then the only people who don't realize it are these ADD <laughs> people that run podcast sites and can't listen for more than a minute. It's like, ah, oh, this is clearly Omaha. No, we're like crazy... We're crazy fans of all the bands and the songs, and so we think that they're representative of all these obscure things like Judge Samuel Alito <laughs> yeah, and Voltron exactly. and Thundercats and all of the subject <laughs> titles that we have in each episode. Uh, but it's really just songs that everybody's heard before. So what happened when you emailed awesome. him? We should do that. That's our next project. I know, seriously. When you followed up with um, him, what did, you, what did he say? <laughs> so my next email was like, okay, truthfully, did you listen to the thing, or did you just listen for five seconds and realize that you couldn't cover it? And he was like, er, uh... Well, I heard some Counting Crows music, and I know that we can't cover that, so why don't you give me your next episode listing, and I'll listen to that one. And I'm like, um, that's our intro. We do that every show, <laughs> so listening to the next show is not going to help you. And then I became really arrogant, and I was like, and I'm sorry that you guys have this policy, but you just missed out on the single greatest, I did qualify a little bit, I said, the single greatest amateur podcast in the English language. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You qualified a little bit? Uh, Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's uh, amateur no. and it's in English. So I'll, I'll admit, there may be some really awesome, like, Malaysian podcast out there that I don't know of that's better than us. But Are you sure this dude wasn't a bot? That's it. He's like, lols, we don't deal with main label music, lols, rock stores, <laughs> www.haveabook.com. Speaking of which, you should buy my dog cookies at audio.com. <laughs> you know, Greg, this is, I guess this is the only problem of putting Russ in charge of uh, the media picture, because you have to remember of how he plays poker. He'll be really good, he'll be rolling, 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 and then what? suddenly Keep some rolling, stupid rolling, rolling. player does some <laughs> stupid move, and then he's like, what? Ah, all right, I'll just bet it That's all true. on a four. What? That's true. 
Russ Russ is an extraordinarily <laughs> competent poker player, and then a guy will get it will like beat him in a bad way, and then Russ will become I am a super uber weird guy. Screw you! All in on two eight. All in. I hate you all. And, and you basically have to ride the wave. Like the goal is for Russ to have made enough money with his extraordinarily competent poker play to survive the ten minutes of just you know outright rage that is directed at whoever this guy is. Screw you, Tennessee fifty six. I hate you and your stupid Tennessee. The icon. I everything about you is death and evil, and and if he survives it, then he gets back to being a good poker player. You know, he's saying right. I have a short fuse. Is that what you're trying to tell? Hardly, me? hardly. Goodness. So that's what you've done. Well, is you, uh, the guy made a stupid have... move, and you, I guess, you threw yeah, all like, in on a three four. my podcast. I'll destroy you. <laughs> and you dog cookie network. <laughs> you will stop. You will bow down before me, Jarrell. You and your ass. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Something. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, folks. Already. Uh, with that, uh, with that little phrase, we've actually come to the end of what was a very fun, but I suspect somewhat disconnected podcast for those of you out there. Uh, but it was fun. It was uh, it was impressionist. Let's say. I didn't get to tell my one joke. Oh, oh yeah, tell your joke. I tell was, your joke. I was only supposed to <laughs> be I'll a guest the, appearance. The yeah, God. tell the joke. Tell the joke, please. We don't want to miss that. Because I wasn't supposed to be the, the whole thing. Joke. I was just supposed. Wait. I was supposed to, you know, just come in for a little thing because your guys' last was it the last podcast where you guys were talking about um, how you guys will get to a point in hundred episodes where you'll start just referring to oh well that's like episode four. Look at blue, chuck a You know, yeah. episode six. So while I was while I was in Se- we were in Seattle, my um, my uncle was telling me this one of these old guy jokes, you know, these old guy jokes of these three guys in jail that are sitting around and they're they're cracking jokes and talking to each other and this new guy comes into the jail and he starts listening to him and he's like, what What are you guys, they're what are you guys doing? I don't understand all what you're talking about because all they're doing is just like sixteen. <laughs> well, you know, four. <laughs> and that, but after a while, you know, a few weeks passes and he starts getting the hang of it. So one day he's they're talking, you know, hanging out, and he's like twenty-four, huh? Huh? And they're all just looking at him, you know, going, "What?" He's like, "But what? What's wrong? I just, that that was funny. I, I I thought I figured it out." And they're like, "Well, I guess it's in the delivery." Nice. Yeah. The thing is, though, Clea, I think I think you left out the part where you explained that the reason they're numbered is because they've been there so long that they just number their jokes now. So you left that out. So. And thank you for another wonderful episode. It completely climactic the ending. We'll tell a joke and then explain the joke for you. Because that makes for the funniest things ever. Uh, Here, have a thing. In case you didn't get that, the humor comes in because of the misfortune that uh, happens to the elephant when he walks into the room. Thank you for listening to another episode of Boring Jokes Explained Slowly. Oh, man. Oh, God. We, uh, right. We want, we want to thank Clea for being a guest star uh, on the MEP Report this week. And, of course, we want to thank uh, Andy and Story for missing this week. And we'll, of course, see them next week. As we will see all of you. And, um, <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> No podcast for you, wet foot. You wet foot bastard. 
that you would bow down before me and your hands around. We apologize for violating the RIA. We meant wet soul of one. That's what we meant. Wet soul. Screw you, R-I-A-B. Uh-huh. I didn't say the right thing. Fair to spare you. Wet foot. Another day away